You're listening to the CMB Podcast, session number 30. Welcome to the CMB Podcast, a podcast designed to serve people of faith who make music. If you're looking for practical and inspirational ideas to help you in your musical craft, then look no further. ChristianMusicBlog.com is all about helping you think differently about creativity through eyes of faith as you learn how to establish healthy musical habits and disciplines, fueling your creativity and making you more prolific for the glory of God. And now your host, Nate Fancher. Hello, everyone, and welcome to session 30 of the CMB podcast. I am joined by my dear friend, Stephen Claybrook. Um, we're going to talk about his new EP, On the Inside. But before we go into all that, you can say hello. You're here. Hello there. Yep, this is my buddy, Steve. We've, we've, how many years have we known each other? Um, I want to say since 2005, eight years. That's crazy to think 2005 is eight years ago. We're growing old together. We are. We're growing old together. Um, we are. Um, so before we get into that, what I'd like to do is just go over, uh, some of the basic stuff that we normally do in the episode. This is going to be a little bit different than, uh, the recent episodes. Normally just to guy, just to give you guys a sneak preview, a sneak preview. That's not right. I normally, um, do these kind of. Live. <laughs> so falling apart right now. We're going for an extremely live podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, we're, going th- we're going for an extremely live podcast, but I wanted to say, what I, str- what I was trying to say a second ago is I, I like to pull back the curtain every now and then and tell you guys what I do. Um, just to do that right now, pull back the curtain and tell you a little bit about how I do these podcasts. I do them on my own. I do them. Um, I kind of write out some thoughts, so I'm not completely doing it off the cuff like today, but uh, we thought it'd be fun to do this um, rather than doing the Skype thing that I do a lot. Let's just have Stephen come into town and and talk right here. Absolutely. So uh, one of the things I normally do, Stephen, is I um, tell people who are listening for the first time, thank you for listening. I thank them and I tell them to go over to um, freemusicgift.com. You guys can go check that out where you can get a free gift just for checking out our podcast today. And uh, we hope that you'll sign up for our email list at christianmusicblog.com. At the free music gift link, you can find a place there to sign up as well. But um, that's that's really awesome that you join us today because there are so many podcasts out there. How many podcasts do you listen to? Um, yeah. I listen to just a handful. I mean, less than a handful, I'd say. Yeah, but everybody has yeah. a few of their favorites. Yeah. And so the fact that someone would listen to this one means a whole lot. Hey, can you grab the... The charger. This one, by the way, is this charger? Yes, that one. Okay. I put it in. I'll do it. What were you saying? This podcast is one of the handful that I listen to. I am <laughs> I am extremely honored. Yeah. Thank you. Um, but um, anyway, so I don't take that for granted that you're listening to this podcast. If you're listening for the first time, it means a lot. So head over to freemusicgift.com and, and check that out. And um, that'd be awesome. All right, I got to get your feedback on that because well, I heard you. I remember in one of the earlier episodes, you asked, you said about the drum stab. You were no wondering one, whether or not it was going, you were going, it was going to continue, and then yeah. I never heard anything else except for the drum stab continuing. <laughs> That's right. Let's play it again just to do it. Yeah. You know, people people haven't responded to that, so I just kept doing it. There you go. Well, but why don't we get your thoughts on it? Play it one more time. <laughs> Uh, 
All right, now I'm ready to start. <laughs> okay, all right. So you have a new EP on the inside. Why don't you first, before we get into that, tell us about um, your life in a nutshell? Okay. All, how many years? Um, you don't have to. You don't have to say. Thirty plus. Thirty plus. Okay, <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Um, no, no. Seriously, how did you? Um, how did you come to faith in Christ? What happened wh- where music came alongside that and and became a part of how you expressed your faith and all of that? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm a I'm a preacher's kid. Um, I grew up in the Baptist church where my dad was a uh, pastor, and um, came to faith. Uh, at least a seven-year-old faith when I was seven years old and uh, was baptized um, and was involved in church all the way through. Uh, Where music, I think, came into play was more around high school. Um, Well, I started piano lessons when I was nine um, and then got into playing guitar when I was in high school um, and, and started yeah, just started incorporating music into basically everything that I did. Um, and then I don't know how far you want me to, to take it, but, uh, yeah, I know, you know, when someone asks you a question like that, you could say so much, but you know, for folks who don't know who you are, um, I think, you know, I know, I know you very well. And I know that some of the pieces of history that are pretty interesting, like your time at Willow Creek, your time Mm. in Nashville working for publishing companies, you know, some of that stuff. Yeah, okay. Well, my family moved to Nashville when I was um, 12, and so, yeah, that did play a big part of, I think, probably getting getting into music at a a more serious level. Um, But, so, lived in Nashville, graduated high school, moved away for college, met my wife at college, Um, then we we got married and moved back to Nashville for a few years where I um, pursued a career in the uh, Christian music industry um, on the business side of things. Mm -hmm. And so we were there for, for three years. And um, while I was kind of chasing that, I had a few different jobs there. Um, And then my life kind of took a turn um, and I ended up uh, going into full-time music ministry um, and moving to Chicago um, to Willow Creek Community Church there to, to do that. Did you do um, school for music or anything like that? Yes, college. I majored in uh, music. I got a Bachelor of Music. Do you, do you find that that really helped you? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I wouldn't. I, I would never say that it's necessary um, for anything that, you know, that I do. But, uh, yeah, the, the things that I learned there and the experience that I had there, both in school and just growing up as a person, has meant a lot to mm-hmm. to making me who I am today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that phrase "who I am today" is <laughs> I love it. Yeah, we're we're laughing at each other. That's all. I, I love that phrase too. "Who I am today." Yeah. So no, but when you went to Nashville, you know, one question I have, um, and I know you could keep going on the "who you are" thing. Yeah. But who you are today? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. So. uh the thing of working in on the business side of things in uh, the Christian music business, you, it was very administrative. You were you were specifically working for a publisher. You were you were an assistant for um, at Word, right? Yeah, eventually Word. Um, I I started out with uh, a, a really small company called Diadem Records, and then that got uh, you know folded into Benson Records, and so I worked in marketing. And then as an A&R assistant for a short while um, a- after it got folded in. 
and then um, somebody, a bigger company, bought that company, and yeah. I was laid off. Mm. And then I found a job at Word uh, in the publishing, um, uh, publishing and print music division, and I did contracts. I did um, contracts with songwriters and arrangers, and um, uh, you know things like that. So I learned a lot about how the money flows in yeah. in the music business. So you were on the other side of, of where artists usually are. And, um, but all of, all that time, during that time, you were probably thinking, hey, I wish I was on the other side or, or not. Uh, yeah, I think, I, I, I think uh, when I started out, I wanted to, to um, I, I had a, I wanted to be involved as a artist, as a musician from early, earlier days. I think getting married, you know, by the time I finished college and we were, my wife and I were, um, we got married right, right towards the end of my college life and then I think that kind of changed um my priorities where I wanted a solid job you know and uh so I didn't pursue the artist thing because it's a lot less solid um and uh but you know so I, I learned I learned a lot during that time I never really pursued the artist thing with any sort of um you know focused intent mm-hmm. so. I remember when I when I first moved to Nashville actually I may have told you this I, I don't know if I've told you this or not but um Cindy Wilt, she was at Word. Yeah, yeah, I know Cindy. Yeah, she she was uh, trying to hire an administrative assistant, or they were looking for someone in the publish. Probably, yeah. Where were you in two thousand? Uh, that that was that year. Two thousand. You, you wouldn't have been there, right? Gosh, that, yeah, I left in ninety nine. Okay, so um, yeah. Well, anyway, Rick Kua had told me, hey, they're they're looking for an administrative assistant over at Word, and so he set up this interview with me, and and I was like, I'm I'm kind of a gusher open book guy mm-hmm. and in this interview I'm, I'm only 19 you yeah. know and i'm like telling them how i want to be a songwriter and i want to just pursue music and yeah and at the very end they're like you don't want this job yeah you don't want this job because you're going to be on the other side seeing everything and, and you're going to kind of get probably stuck on this yeah side. i think uh especially in in nashville like that there there definitely is um i don't know what it's like now i've been away for a lot of years but there was definitely a it seemed like a um an agreed upon kind of wall between business people and, and artists. And mm-hmm. I really feel like that's changed a lot. Um, yeah. I don't know about Nashville specifically in the CCM industry, but you know, now to be an artist, obviously you, you get, you talk about it on your podcast all the time. You gotta, it's a do it yourself kind of world. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. It's interesting stuff. So fast forward to today, who you are today, who I am today. Yeah. Uh, so the, um, you went to Willow Creek. You don't have to go into all that, but maybe kind of how worship pastor became uh, the thing that you're doing. You're currently doing that now at Cross Point in Raleigh. Um, right, right, yeah. So for the last, um, I've been at I've been now in North Carolina at Cross Point for twelve coming up on twelve years, and um, yeah, my time in Chicago really um, kind of ignited a passion for music in the church. Um, and for the first time I kind of experienced, um, where I could be myself and be a musician and artist and useful in church ministry in a way that seemed more natural to who I am. Um, so that led me, um, to who I am today. Uh, so I've been a a worship, a full-time worship pastor in at cross point for almost 12 years now. 12 years. Wow. It's a long time. It is. And, um, we were starting when I was 18 helped. So. Yeah. To get back to how old I am. No, <laughs> no just kidding. 
No, I'm pushing 40 people. Yeah, and we'll, we're going to get into that, that whole okay. age thing here in a minute. All right, yeah. Uh, no, so the, um, yeah, 12 years Cross Point Church, you're a worship pastor, still doing that. You love the local church. You love leading worship. Um, and we were talking actually before, or earlier today before we hit the record button here, just about how, for you, the artist thing kind of laid dormant yeah. for a while. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, yeah, we were talking earlier, and I, I said, you know, in a, in a lot of ways, this EP is my debut EP as a solo uh, singer-songwriter. But in actuality, I did a very similar thing um, the last in my last year of college. And um, so that was over 18 years ago. Um, but I released some, I record, uh, wrote and recorded and released some songs. Um, and since then, this is the first uh, batch of songs that hasn't been in some way tied to the uh, worship ministry that I've been involved in. Yeah. So the first one you did um, was a long time ago. Mm-hmm. It, I, we, were, we were wondering if maybe you had any of that stuff. I guess we probably don't, do we? Uh, I, yeah, I don't think I have it on my computer. Okay, right. I may have a, um, a cassette tape somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause it existed on only on cassette tape. Nice. Yeah. Back when EP didn't mean anything. I didn't even call it an EP. You, yeah, yeah. No one, no one. Yeah. EPs are so funny. Um, so yeah, why don't we talk a little bit about, about that? Just this kind of reawakening, if you want to call it that, sure. of, of art and you and the songs, where they were where they were birthed, where they came from. And um, one thing I definitely want to highlight, though, is at some point maybe talking about um, worship ministry in the local church that you are definitely passionate about mm-hmm. and then how you have made a point to make a distinction between that and your your life as an artist, right? Um, especially on this record, this EP. Um, which, which one should we start with? Um uh, yeah, I'm, those are two very big things. Yeah, I guess. Well, I mean, these songs um, are written. I think as I look back on the songs once they're done. Well, okay. So last year I had the opportunity to get away. I actually took a sabbatical um, and um, wrote. You know, had some of my music gear with me, and I just wrote. I tried my best to take off all filters for songwriting. I tried to erase particular people or groups of people um, out of my mind in terms of who might be listening to the song and ha- and thinking of how, you know, this song might be helpful or beneficial to any particular people. I tried to set all that aside and just uh, allow what was inside me to come out in whatever form it, it wanted to come out. Is that, I'm sorry to interrupt you, is that where the title came from? Uh, well, the, the the phrase on the inside um, appears in a couple of the different songs on the on the album, and it matches kind of what what yeah what I just said. My 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 goal wasn't to write any particular songs or to write an EP. Uh, my goal was just to write um, just to write music and whatever happened happened. You mm-hmm. know, and then I went back later and listened to the song demos and kind of listening to it objectively realized that, Hey, it kind of sounds like I have an I have a collection that makes sense mm. here. Um, and so in that way, the, these are not worship songs. They're not, they're not singable. All the filters that you kind of look at as a worship pastor for what makes a good song for people to sing and worship this, <laughs> these are terrible for that. Um, and 
So it's just a completely separate thing. I've had a passion for a while of wanting to um, be invested in the local music scene where I am um, just to, so that I'm not completely um, uh, immersed in the only the church world, you know, yeah. um, we've talked about that a lot oh, yeah. over the years. Um, and so finally I feel like I, I have some songs that are honest and that speak outside of that kind of bubble. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's awesome. And so, yeah, so you, so you had this time during the sabbatical where you were writing, you're being creative. And so this, this thing is, um, just, you're not even really thinking about where it's headed, where it's going. Right. Yeah. And yeah. so, but at what point did you all of a sudden have, you, I think you may have just said this, but maybe I wasn't listening right. But the the light bulb moment of like, this is something I need to just be serious about or. Yeah. Um, a few months later. So I had um, a few songs that came out of that time away. And that was, gosh, right about this time last year. Um, so early September, I think. And then um, around December, uh, I was listening you know, to, to the songs that I had, you know, come home with in their raw form. And, uh, that's when I realized there were some, there were some themes and there was some cohesion to what I had written, um, that kind of made sense as a, as a project. And, uh, my wife and I were, were talking through it. Um, and, uh, I, I think I, like I do, I was overthinking it and, you know, trying to, um, you know, I was just overthinking, like, should I do a project? Does this connect to what I do at Crosspoint? Does it not? Um, and she finally just was the one who said, Hey, you got songs and you know, isn't what songwriters do just write songs, record them and make it available for people to to listen to. She just (laughs) broke it down so simply that I was like, yeah, that's what songwriters do. So let's, let's go for it. You know, that's cool. Yeah. Man, that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, you you and I were talking earlier about just some of the things that I've been struggling with personally. Just, um, I think I, those of you who are listening to this on the email list, I put out an email recently. I think, I guess it was, well, at the time this goes live, it'd probably like be one or two emails back about confessions and how, um, as I've been going through this, this podcast, this launch of this website, this blog, uh, all the different folks have had on the podcast, the different things we've talked about, the different things that I have said to encourage and, and practically help artists. I've, I've had a little thing where it's like, man, I need to listen to this myself. And, you know, um, so, um, all that to say, let's do some, let's do some events together. Let's do some shows. Okay. Together. Yeah, we should. All right. I forgot where I was going with this. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 No. So, so like what your wife said about the songs, right. You know, just pretty simple pretty easy like sometimes I think we overthink it but I have a ton of songs that are like I've always wrestled like what am I supposed to do with these you know I can't I'm not going to sing them on a Sunday morning unless there would be some sort of like connection to a theme or a sermon or I don't know right. but most of the time especially for collective worship they're just not going to work right. because that that's not what they do that's not what they are that's yeah. not what they are I mean yeah. so um, so it's refreshing just to think hey just record them and let people hear it yeah. yeah, and you know, I'm a I'm a music fan. Um I I listen to lots of music and I connect with different songs from from artists, you know, from time to time and you know, 
the, the songs that I connect the most with, I think I, I, I don't know exactly what, you know, the meaning of the song isn't necessarily always laid, you know, laid out there completely. Um, it, you know, I, I realize that as a fan, I bring my own story to songs that I listen to. And so, um, I love the idea that, you know, and it's kind of a bold thing to do to, to say, you know, Hey, I think I have some songs here that, you know, if someone listens to it, they maybe something about their own story, they can bring to that in the way that they listen and maybe they can relate and help almost finish the, finish the meaning of the, hmm. of the song, you know? Yeah. Um, so these aren't, these aren't songs that have a message that's clearly identifiable or, or kind of, um, uh, laid out for you. It's, it's more, um, because I didn't set out to, to write that, you know, I think the meaning is there, but, um, you know, it, it's definitely there for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, it remains to be seen kind of in the way that people hear it and bring their own story, what it actually awesome. means. So, yeah. And I think just to also bring maybe some, maybe a point of clarification for some people, um, we had some of the guys from Mars Hill on the podcast. And uh, so like Cam Huxford, episode 24, he's the ghost ship lead singer, songwriter. Um, Zach Bolin of Citizens. Are you familiar with these guys? Uh, yes, I uh, I heard the Zach Bolin episode. Yeah. We actually did one of the Citizen songs this for the first time oh, really? at church this past Sunday. Yeah, Which one did you do? Yesterday. Uh, In Tenderness. Oh, yeah, man. That's yeah. a good song. Yeah. Yeah, I, I love what they're doing. And, and, and But if people go back and listen to those, you'll, you'll hear a lot of, a lot of even like with Joe Day, he I think this is the first he's the first Marcel guy we had. In fact, the title is Clarity Over Creativity. So there is this idea that in a worship environment, in collective worship, there is there's got to be a clear message. And that's what we were talking about. So I think for what I'm what, where I'm going with this is that that doesn't mean though that broadly speaking in art, that every Christian artist, every Christian painter has to paint a painting of Jesus. Right. So there is value, and art is one of those things that, unlike anything else, that there's a lot of value in ambiguity, a lot of value in, in drawing uh, the other person in who's, right. who's observing this this painting or who's listening to this song. Right. And then at that point, you have them, and, and you can provide more beyond that. And I think that, I think that a lot of worship guys kind of probably struggle with this tension because it's easy to kind of get into the week-to-week thing and then when it comes to writing your own songs, you're thinking about that. And so, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I just realized that uh, for me, songs for corporate worship and songs uh, that um, that come from a place of faith, um, I, I say I say to people, you know, like if they've asked me about this project, is it a, is it a worship project? No, clearly no. Is it Christian music? Um, in one way, clearly yes. Um, and in another way, um, not quite, it may not be quite so clear. Um, and what I mean by that is, um, I'm a believer in Jesus. And so that's naturally, my, my faith is naturally going to come through in what, in what I write, if I'm writing honestly. Um, and, but I, I even took off the Christian music filter when I went to write these, because again, I wasn't, I wasn't writing for a project or for any particular purpose other than almost like a musical diary, you know? And then I looked at it 
later and and kind of examined what content was there and so i to me it's clearly christian music but to other people it may not you know it may not scream that to right well to, but, somebody, so. but to you it is christian music because when you say it you're talking about christian as as identity not the descriptive label that you exactly. attach onto something yes a lot of times people will that, that that's where a lot of confusion is with ccm and christian music well i'm a christian I'm an artist who does Christian. Wait, what, what do they say? I'm not a Christian musician, but I'm a musician who's a Christian. <laughs> you know, exactly. You, yeah, you hear yeah, people yeah. say that kind of stuff a lot, and and uh, it can become a confusing thing. And I think yeah. it's just helpful for people to say, all right, which one are you talking about? Are you talking about the label, which is fine if you're doing that, right? Or are you talking about, hey, I'm a Christian dad. You know, that's my identity. Yeah. I don't exactly. say I don't. I'm a Christian dad. I don't go around saying that all the time, but right. But that is who I am. You're right. So that that's where. There's just no. Uh, yeah. market for Christian dads. Well, actually there, are, there is, <laughs> I shouldn't say that, but that's right. There is. But, yeah. There aren't necessarily, uh, yeah, there's, there's not necessarily a, a subcategory for, uh, for, well, yeah, there is. Never mind. <laughs> Christian painters. Okay. My music no. won't be in Christian music stores, but then again, it probably won't be in any stores whatsoever. So <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, um, well, why don't we why don't we talk a little bit about the um, the, the EP? Uh, sure. Let's, let's play something from it, actually. Yeah. Um, you got five songs, and um, you were saying earlier that that fear, the song fear, it's track four, mm-hmm. is probably the one that people will latch onto the most. Or what would you say? Uh, I I mean, it at least has the most musical interest interest going on. I think for okay. me. Most layers of stuff. Well, tell us a little bit about the song before we play it. <laughs> okay, uh, fear was the f- fear was actually the last song written um, while I was away, uh, and it just deals with um, basically the. Um, it's kind of a introspective look at the qualities that peop- that other people recognize in me um, when they interact with me, and it's kind of my own uh, internal dialogue of where if I'm really honest, some of the things like patience and easygoing nature and that kind of thing on the inside, if to use that phrase, um, I know that a lot of that's motivated by fear. Um, and so it's the question of what's true about what's true about me, what other people experience from the outside or what I experience from the inside. Um, and then it kind of ends with a, just a prayer, you know, for, for God to shine his light because he knows what's true. And, um, Hmm. so yeah, that's probably way too much. No, man, that's good. Let's play it. Fear is a master of disguise, a chameleon shrouded in Answering to many names, deftly playing, deftly plays our religious games. Oh, oh, try not to be. About it. 
Fantastic, man. So um, Thanks, we could talk. Man. We could talk production stuff, and I'd love to get into that maybe at some point. But you had a couple of other guys play with you on this. Yes, uh, Dale Baker, who um, was also on your podcast earlier, mm-hmm. mutual friend of ours. Yes, um, I met Dale. Um, no, I think I met you because of Dale. Actually, you met me because of Dale. Yeah. Oh. Um, well, I met you. Your your name came up a couple. This is now we're going real real uh, real deep into the personal stuff. But um, yeah, you guys can just turn off, the, change change the station <laughs> yeah. if, if you want for a second. No, don't do it. Please don't <laughs> stick with us. <laughs> no, your name came up several times within a couple of weeks span from a few different people, and uh-huh. so I, I I thought, hey, I, I definitely need to meet that guy. So then I called you up and asked asked you to have coffee and. The rest is history. And then you asked yeah. me to, to play with you some. And, so and, and it made great. me who I am today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Dale plays I, drums. I have a feeling that knowing you is ha- it will have a lot to do with who I become in the days to come. Not much past today. Oh, come on. Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> um, so, um, so Dale and... Yeah, Dale played uh, drums and percussion on, on the on the EP. And then, uh, my friend Joe Wimberly, um, who I've known, uh, I, he's one of the first people I met when I moved to North Carolina. He's a bass player and, uh, he played upright bass on the, 
on the project. So I tried to, I just went real simple. The project is uh, acoustic guitar, um, drums, uh, upright bass, and then one song has piano on it, mm. and then just a few vocals. And you played piano? I did. Awesome, that's right. Mm. Yeah, uh, Stephen was on the road with me some, playing keys. Yeah. That was fun, man. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Good times. So, um, yeah, that's great. So as far as recording things, you guys, why don't you tell us a bit about you guys setting up and what you did? Uh, okay. Um, yeah, I wanted to keep I wanted to keep it simple. These songs were more or less written in a cabin by myself. Um, and uh, so I wanted to kind of keep that that simple vibe and let the, let the, the content of the lyrics and the melodies and the simple guitar, you know, carry the songs. And, um, but I wanted to involve some friends and I wanted to, to kind of make, take it from home recording to the next level. If I'm going to, you know, be, be serious about, um, letting other people listen and interact with it. You know, I wanted it to be its best while maintaining simplicity. So, uh, I went to a, um, local studio. That's actually a home studio of, uh, this great engineer, um, in, in this area or in the Raleigh area named, um, Wade Bainham. And he's got a studio in his house that he's run called the second story for a lot of years. Uh, Dale, the drummer who we talked about has done a lot of work with, with Wade and was really comfortable um, and experienced getting good drum sounds at Wade's place. And so we just decided to, to record it there. So we recorded it in Wade's living room. So there's some creaks in the floor and there's, you know, some traffic driving by that we had to kind of, you know, manage, um, when we recorded and when we didn't, although I think he just let the compressors take care of that. But anyway, there's, <laughs> there's some life in the, in the songs, um, or in the recordings that, um, it's not a pristine, you know, kind of recording environment, but that was part, that was on purpose. We, I kind of wanted that, that creaky floor feel to the, to the songs. So. Yeah. What would you say to somebody who, um, I, we, I, we've received a number of emails from some, from, from some folks who are just they're they've got some songs and they, they want to get them captured somehow, but, but the whole recording thing just completely overwhelms them. Yeah. Um, it does for me too. Um, I, I'm, I've, uh, lagged behind a lot and when it comes to knowing how to, to do, you know, legit recordings with, uh, you know, with my computer and I, I have software and I have a computer and I have microphones. Let me, I'm sorry. I'm, sure. What is a legit recording? Um, wow. That's a good question. I think it's, uh, well, okay. So what I experienced in this process is that Wade captured in order to, in order to capture simplicity, um, but not make it sound like a, um, a, an amateur recording. There's actually a lot, there's a lot that goes into recording, um, simple, but still quality. And so his, so my first thought when you said, what do people do? I, I would say involve people, involve others that have the strengths and the experience that you lack. Hmm. Um, that's, that's yeah. That, yep. I, if I tried to do everything myself, it, they would all, these songs, the CP, the CP would not come out just because I would, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't be confident enough with what I was putting out there. I think involving totally. other people made it better and helped my confidence level with what I was putting out. 
It's good, man. Yeah, you know, thinking about my own stuff that I've put out, it's the, those those guys out there who who do know a little bit about recording and have have their MacBook Pro and have some software and can record a, a whatever a legit is can record something legit. Even those guys are going to be limited, and they need to get other people involved. I mean, I look back, and I, I wouldn't say that mine was legit necessarily, but my first EP I did pretty much on my own, and um, yeah. and I just I in hindsight after that was over, I was just like, gosh, I I cannot record my own vocals next time. So the next EP, I was uh, I was just I had I had to get someone else involved to do that because you can't wear an engineer hat and a singer hat at the same time. It's hard to do that. Yeah, that that was. And, that was for me, that was, uh, very much, um, a breath of fresh air to just focus on being songwriter and artist this yeah. time and not have to worry with the engineering. I was really glad, um, to, to invest, you know, it costs a little money, um, but to invest into somebody who's has the gear and the skills and the experience to, to just handle that side of the, mm-hmm. of the process. It's awesome. And, and just to clarify what I mean by legit, yeah, it, I think where I'm coming from is that I wanted it to be too legit to quit. Okay. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's, if you hey, can hey. reach a certain level of legit, then it makes no sense to go back because it's too legit to quit. You can't quit now. Hey, hey. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I mean. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> okay. Sorry. So, so now it's a joke stab. That's awesome. <laughs> it's. Okay, so right. now we're seeing that the that the drum stab has multiple uh, beneficial uses. That's right. Yes. I'm going to keep it for as long as I possibly can. Now. I say keep it. Thank you. I need, see, I need, see, even in the podcast recording, I need to have other people involved. Yeah. All right. So now with, with regard to the church, uh, with, with Crosspoint, um, was there much interaction with them during the process of, of getting... Um, the recording going and stuff like as far as raising money for the project or how you paid for it. I don't know if you even want to share some of that stuff or not, but yeah, no. Uh, yeah, that's okay. Uh, no, the, the, um, we, my wife and I, um, wanted to invest ourselves into this project. So it's completely separate from a financial, you know, perspective from cross point. Um, so I, I actually had a friend of mine, um, help me incorporate and make a, um, a legit business, a too legit, legit to, to quit, quit business. Yeah. Um, and so for, for this, for this project and hopefully, you know, future projects, um, and, uh, and then, you know, we invested the money into the recording and that kind of stuff. And, and so, um, so it's separate from that standpoint. Um, but I did involve friends that are, that I'm connected to through Crosspoint with their individual, um, skills and experience, um, to that just as a friend, just want to help, you know, and actually, um, it may be a little early to talk about this, but, um, my friend TJ is, is starting a, uh, a nonprofit, um, for, to, to come alongside artists in, you know, a bunch of different ways, um, to, to help support people like me. So they used this project, um, to get, um, to get this nonprofit started. Hmm. And so they helped with, um, and it, so it's right now it's, it's TJ and my friend Travis and my friend Mira, and, um, they've been with me every step of the way. They're helping to organize the, the CD release party. Um, like I said, TJ helped me get incorporated. 
Um, Travis uh, helped with, uh, well, they all helped with website. You know, I have, I'm clueless when it comes to website and I've got a pretty, pretty decent looking website now. They helped with that. Travis um, did photography and video in the studio to, to help kind of share the process and, and all that. So yeah, th- that's been one of the, the, the best things about this project has just been uh, the, the uh, collaboration with, with friends and mm-hmm. fellow artists. So it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I was just, thinking about just the importance again you've already kind of alluded to this but having other people involved um, the importance of community involved in involvement um, the people you're closest with the people around you absolutely um, and, and then I think even more of a tight knit group of people around you that would be like a team that help kind of lift you up and in, in the areas where you're weak absolutely that's um, man so many artists need that and a lot of artists are kind of on their own they don't have TJs they don't have Right. Um, Mira? Mira. Mira's. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I think I know Mira. You know Mira? I mean, did I meet her once? What Did she used to be your assistant at Crosspoint? Oh, no, that's Mara. Mara. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, you can see why I might think that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, anyway, yeah, that's something that, you know, having a team, building a team, getting the right people around you, um, and it's so important. It's so much more fun, too. I mean, it's... Uh, yeah, it's just been a really fun process as well. A dude who's all by himself, a young lady who's all by herself. She's an artist. He's an artist. They need this team. They're hearing this. They're like, man, I want that. What do okay. they do? Um, well, I think that uh, eventually there's going to be a site called asylumarts.org. And uh, so let's just flood that. No. Um, yeah. <laughs> that, I, and that's, I, T- I'm, I'm, that's TJ's stuff. Yeah, that's TJ. Yeah. You too can have a TJ. No, uh, I can't make any promises for, for them, but that, that's something that's kind of developing. Um, and hopefully that, you know, that'll be something. I mean, yeah, there's the internet, there's things, I mean, obviously christianmusicblog.com, yeah, there yeah. are resources, but I mean, local people, I mean, and this gets a little bit tricky. I know that you, yeah. everybody's different. Everybody's got a different town that they live in, different set yeah. of circumstances, but. Um, I th- maybe one thing would just be. Um, and I think, yeah, you, you with with your site and your your blog are definitely helping people do this. But at some point, you gotta embrace, um, you know, I'm an artist, and like my wife said, you know, artists create art and then um, make it available for people to interact with. And so, um, if uh, if you know, if you embrace that and you use the resources that are available. Um, you know, and you do all of it yourself, um, because you can do that or because you don't have the money to, um, you know, to, to hire a studio or, or whatever. Um, then I'd say follow through with it and do the best that you can with whatever you have. Um, and, but I would also say, you know, take some risks and, um, share who you are and what you're trying to do with people, um, as you go and, you know, as you're building relationships, the, you know, the, the, the more, you know, working relationships or artistic connections and stuff that, that stuff happens, but it happens over time, you know, like I met you, um, in 2005, um, met, met Dale, you know, Joe, I've known for a long time. So I've known these people a long time and, you know, I I don't want to speak for them, um, too much, but I think a lot of why, 
maybe they're excited and they're, you know, they're willing to be involved in this project. It has as much to do with our relationship as it does, you know, um, anything yeah. that's purely related to me as a songwriter or, or an artist. That's really good, man. I mean, that, I resonate with that so much because relationships, um, they make all the difference. And I think even from the, from the standpoint of an artist who's trying to connect with people and build fans, making relationships, you're going to make fans. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they may they may or may not love your music at first, who knows, but if if you can connect with them personally, right. if you can um make a friend and then and then serve that person. And yes. then, you know, over the over the over time, you're going to have someone that believes in you and because it's you, not necessarily what you do, but they'll love what you do too. And, yeah. Uh, um I I love that you use the serve word because um I've several times in this process I've been stuck because I I uh um, the self-promotion thing is a difficult thing. And, and you, you know, I've been, you know, kind of soul searching at different points throughout the process because I'm, that's one of the things I'm having to kind of embrace and risk on is, is, uh, promoting, you know, promoting my art. Um, and it feels like promoting myself. Um, and in a way it is, but you know, I've had friends that have helped, you know, along the process. I remember my friend, Daniel, um, you know, I was talking to him and just saying, you know, as far as this, I, you know, I want to make, I want to make people aware of it, but I I really hate the self-promotion thing. And he said, well, you know, do you, do you feel like the songs are, do you feel like there's a possibility that someone listening to the song might be helped by it? And I said, yeah, you know, that's, that's, that's kind of where I started with this. Um, and, um, so he said, he said, you know, well then why would you, why would you hold back in letting somebody know about it? If you think there's a chance that it might serve them, it might help them. Um, so that was very helpful for me to, to continually come back to the, Mm. the pure reasons that I started this process. Yeah. I think, yeah, you know what, Mark, good marketing. It's, it's unfortunate that the word marketing has, has in a lot of, and rightly so in, in most situations, has a negative connotation but good marketing marketing that really works is because it's it's providing a solution to someone's pain to someone's mm. problem yeah and they they see this advertisement they see this this thing whatever it is and and somehow it resonates with something that's going to help their problem and um and even think, if even if it's only identifying with the problem like you know and that's one of the things in here like these songs don't necessarily provide all the answers to somebody, but if it, I think what, what I hope that these songs can do is meet somebody in their problem or meet them in their pain. And so they've, this sounds so corny, but so that at least they don't feel like they're alone. Maybe I've expressed something that, uh, that they would express themselves if they had the right, you know, uh, uh, a way of saying it, you know, mm-hmm. and that, so that getting back to as a fan, that's what's happened to me so many times that an artist will say something that I wish I could have said. And, um, and so all I can do on this end as, as an artist is offer, um, my experience and, um, in a, in my voice and then just hope that somebody, you know, can listen to it and that it expresses something that they, um, that they have experienced and feel. Um, and, and in that way they don't, they feel like they're not alone. Mm-hmm. And again, if you can, 
connect with someone who okay so okay so here's a scenario someone here's the here's the ep they come they're local they see you at a show they see you somewhere playing your your lyrics are resonating with them they, they're identifying with this pain this problem that's going on in their own lives whatever and um and then they come up and they meet you and you introduce yourself to them and they meet you personally mm-hmm. and then we so so tying that back to what we said a, a moment ago about how important it is to make friends um now you can't obviously an artist can't especially if there becomes any measure of of uh, a big scale success or whatever and there's a lot of people involved you can't be a close friend with everybody but there's something about connecting with someone personally i think that when you build um when you when you help someone when you are identifying with someone and they connect with you and then they're they're your um they're your friend so they're your fan but they're your friend too and 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 there's this there's this all of a sudden this open door into your life at some level yeah and so that the ep the song itself is not the end all be all right and so that makes that makes it really interesting then to to say yeah you, if if especially if you go down this path of a friendship and a relationship and you, you begin to write more songs and there's just a bigger picture than just the one ep or the one song and uh, and maybe there are some answers given there are some some directions and some roadmaps for them yeah. um to me that's a way more intriguing um way to think about it rather than someone saying all right this is the end all be all i got to put everything i mean they you want to put your all into a project as far as your energy and all that but but as far as content having to lay it and lay it all out spill the beans you know that's right you're going to lord willing you're going to have time you're going to record more music and you're going to have relationships you're going to have a lot to say yeah and i i think um if i even you know on a on a level of the the project this this ep project versus any in partic- any particular song on the project um you know like the song accuser is an example where there's really not any answers in there um it's 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 all questions um but and it's kind of a um it's a um you know it's a it's a confession um of how i beat myself up when uh, with the things that are that are wrong with my life and the way that I, the ways that I hurt people and, and that kind of thing. And, um, and it doesn't, it doesn't resolve. It asks a question. Um, there's a, there's an allusion to, um, to Jesus and his, uh, his, um, sacrifice on the cross, um, talks about the blood, um, and cover covering, um, those who are covered. Uh, how does it, how does it go? Now I don't even know my own song. Um, Should we play it? <laughs> sure, sure, we, sure. We could play it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. About to fly, my 
So yeah, um, the song just takes the listener up to a point. Um, you're talking about, you're obviously alluding to the cross and to the sacrifice of Jesus. There's no condemnation. Say that line again. Um, where, where, where does all our shame go if there's, no, if there's no condemnation for those with the blood under their clothes? Mm. The, the shame that they feel. That's what you mean by that. Yeah, line, right? yeah the, shame the is... The filth, a, the, their own issues and all that yeah shame is a real it's a real thing it's 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 as tangible as you know life and breath and Mm -hmm. um you know and so how does some how does something that jesus did you know uh, life death resurrection 
2000 years ago, does it, how does it, um, affect this real shame that I, that I feel because of the, the ways that I've hurt people and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, so it's, it's, um, yeah. So it just leaves that question there. Right. And that's the end of the song. Yeah, that's it. And as we were talking about, you know, some, you know, that's just one song. And so, but it, but it's, but it's an important song. It draws the listener in. And again, I think there's something valuable about an artist who doesn't spill all the beans at once. Um, a Christian artist we're talking about here who, um, is going to have more to say. So that's not the end of the story. We know that as believers that where that question is going to lead. And so, um, those of you listening to this, I think there's, there's a lot of value in, um, coming to grips with your story uniquely and coming to grips with, um, with some clarity around who you are as an individual, your, your experiences, your, your life journey, and, um, and being able to share that in pieces in songs, but then also more broadly than that, on your website, on your blog, um, drawing people in and, um, because people will relate to that, to those same things that you go through as an artist. And, um, yeah. One of the other things, uh, that I think is, you know, people ask about all, all the songs I think are, are written if I'm, if I remember correctly from a first person perspective, I say I through the whole thing. Um, I and you, you know, it's very personal. Um, but mm. the stories that are represented, I think are all over the map. You know, a lot of it, you know, being a pastor for, you know, 12 or 13 years, there's a lot of people's stories that are, that are in these songs that, um, when I took off all the filters, you know, I'm, I'm writing and I'm expressing some, something that a lot of it is from me, but a lot of it is also stories of people that I've walked with and seeing other people struggle through. Um, so yeah, it's, so it's pastoral in that way. You know, that's mm-hmm. why, another reason why I would never be able to say this isn't Christian music because my, 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 uh, experience as a pastor w- walking beside people and walking through, you know, difficult stuff and faith and questions mm. and doubt and struggle and pain and, you know, all that stuff. It's all in there. It's mm. all in there. Yeah. It's good stuff, man. So I think just another, another piece of, uh, just another thought, I guess, um, for, for folks, especially I'm thinking of worship pastors and worship guys who struggle with, you know, this, this thing inside them. They, they, they feel like, yeah, they're called to, to be an artist as well. Um, and they might even have some songs that they've been wondering about. You know, I think just as they hear your story, the songs that they've been asking questions like, where am I supposed to do this? How am I supposed to, how does this song fit into what I'm doing currently? I think they can look at what you've done, what you're doing now. And you're a great example of someone who's just, you're, you're, you're doing it. You're just recording the songs, you're putting it out there. And, and, uh, you and I, we've talked a lot about this too, but I think you've already alluded to this already once, but you love Raleigh, you love your community. Mm -hmm. And so there's a vision that you have to reach out there. And I think this is also just a real opportunity for, worship guys to get out of out of their little enclaves and and get out in the outside in the city and start to be musical there too absolutely and see what kind of connections could be made and and for the kingdom of god so absolutely there's a there's a conversation there's a community there's an experience um of musicians that that uh that's in in every place and um i want to be involved in that conversation Hmm. you know so hopefully these songs can be part of the conversation locally where I am. Yeah. Well, getting choked up about it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Not really. I, think I just had a cough. 
Yes, <laughs> they, they do happen. Um, now, we're going to just wrap up the podcast. First of all, thanks, buddy, for being here. Man, thank you. I can't say enough. This was a lot of fun, and thanks for you know letting me be on here and we, let people know about you know my music too. Absolutely. So. Brother, we could talk for a long time, I, I, and already we've gone longer than the normal episode, but um, it's my joy to do it because I love you, and I love your music, and and uh, friendship and everything. And, and just again, those of you out there who are artists, the more you connect with local guys who you share, you know, the same values and you're like-minded, just make friends with them and serve them and, and, uh, and see what happens. But absolutely. Thank you, man. Yeah, man. So, um, we're going to go out here with just a, a little bit about the last song of your EP chasing the daylight, which we did on the road. When I went on the road, uh, you played with me some keys and, yeah. and it was yeah, a fun this time. Is and probably back uh, 2005 or six. So you, or this song like was not written in the cabin in the woods. That's but. right. That's right. Uh, just finishing out the EP, I kind of came back to this song, and with Dale and Joe, we kind of gave it a treatment that matches more the the uh, the vibe of the EP. So, and um, it's very bossa nova ish. Yeah, that's, yeah. Dale kind of right. brought brought his uh, brought his his uh, jazz skills to this, and yeah, it's cool. Yeah. And um, we talked. We we laughed about the intro being instrumental for a while here, it's so we can, we can yes. even talk for a minute here. It's too long. I, it's I didn't long. create these songs for radio. That's for that, sure. And that's good. You don't need to. Um, and that's you playing acoustic. Yep. That's uh, yeah. That's um, an alternate tuning. The um, C G D G B D. You just named more than six strings. Did I? Oh, maybe not. C, G, D, G, B, D. Okay. I'll have to put that in the show notes today because I'm sure the guitar players would love to get that. My, my, my goal is to not have, any tune, not have any of the strings tuned to anything that doesn't end with a long E sound. <laughs> Hiding from your fear. That's not true. <laughs> folks go to get the ep where can go where can folks where can folks go to find out more about you uh everything can be found at my website claybrookmusic.com 
or Twitter. Um, I'm at Claybrook Music and iTunes, which awesome. I think you mentioned. Uh, it's it's on it's on iTunes. Yeah. Artist name Claybrook. Claybrook. Facebook page. Um, not not really. Not yet. Yeah. Oh, not really. Well, Me- meaning there, you have one. I but think you there don't. is one there, but that, um, it, it it doesn't. I don't I don't really use Facebook a whole lot, so um, there's not much content there. Not much going on there. All right. Yeah. Well, well uh, folks, listening to this, we will have those links as well in our show notes for today, which is christianmusicblog.com forward slash session thirty. That's been uh, it's been a great episode. Thanks again, Stephen. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. It's awesome. We'll see you guys next week on the CMB podcast. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to the CMB podcast. For more valuable content, including helpful articles and video, visit christianmusicblog.com.